Hello friends, Laura Johnson here from Tickle.life and this is Mindful Sex Ed Back to Basics. This is the podcast where we break up myths and build up facts about sex. And as always, I am joined by my incredible co-host, the Tickle.life in-house sex educator, Lulu Batista. How are you doing today, Lulu? I'm fantastic. How are everybody doing? Yeah, this is this is going to be a fun episode. I can, I'm already excited. Mm-hmm. Um, in honor of Massage Week and National Hand Job Day, which is on July 21st, yes. we are going to talk about tantric massage. Ooh, my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got some great info for our vulva owners with Yoni Massage and Ohm Massage, which is a clitoral massage, and our penis owners with Lingam Massage. We'll talk about the history and significance of Tantra, its relationship to sex, and we'll discuss how to incorporate Tantric practice into your own life and relationships. Mm-hmm. So, as always, just as a disclaimer, we are not doctors, therapists, or lawyers, and we are not giving health, mental health, or legal advice. If you are having any health, mental health, or legal issues, please contact professional care or guidance. And for all of the techniques that we're going to describe today, we have the resources in the show notes, and we strongly suggest reading the full sources before you actually start to engage in these practices, because we're just providing a kind of overview yes. of these different topics. Cliff notes, if you will. <laughs> yes, the cliff notes version, but you definitely want to read the full thing before you go off and enjoy. Absolutely. So a little bit of the history of Tantra, and this is very much abbreviated <laughs> from a couple of different sources. So we'll start with, with uh, Wikipedia. So Tantra is an esoteric practice that is part of Buddhist and Hindu traditions. The literal definition of Tantra means to loom, warp, or weave, and it has been extended to mean doctrine or system. According to the book, The Power of Tantra Meditation by Artemis Doyle and Bariav English, Tantra is rooted in the pursuit of enlightenment. Meditation is fundamental to tantric practice so that you can unblock energy or chakras and experience deeper awareness of the universe. You begin to perceive yourself as a part of the infinite divinity where all living things are connected, not just as a single mind and body. So Tantra is comprised of the dual aspects of Shiva and Shakti. Shiva is the more masculine aspect, which focuses on conscious awareness and exists beyond space and time. Shiva is the more feminine aspect of the divine and represents activating power and energy of the universe. Different sects of of Tantra plays different importance on Shiva and Shakti, but they are considered equal in power. Additionally, while they might be presented as masculine and feminine in, say, art or other types of representations, Shiva and Shakti are actually genderless. So just a little bit more. There are two paths to Tantra. The first is Vamashara, which is the left-handed path, and it's people have described it as being more difficult to follow safely, and it's because you need constant guidance from a guru to not give in to various temptations. Mm. The second is... Daka, oh man, okay. Dakshinashara. <laughs> I'm I'm trying. I did try to look up the pronunciations before getting into this, but reading it through out loud presents <laughs> a different story. But Dakshinashara is the right-handed path, and it's considered to be easier to follow and a bit safer. So mm-hmm. the Vamashara is known for the five M's in worship: the Medaya, which is alcohol. Matsaya, which is fish, 
mamsa, which is meat, mudra, which is parched grain, and medihuna, which is sex. And while sexual expression is a component of tantric practice, it is not the complete doctrine. And Doyle and English from that book I mentioned before argue that the five M's need additional context to be understood fully. Mm. Okay. So Tantra is more than just the sexual practice, but when we when a lot of people think of Tantra, they immediately think of this like great orgasmic sexual experience. And so I'm just mm-hmm. gonna briefly explain why that is. So Paul Bernard introduced Tantra to the Americas and created a misleading connection between Tantra and sex. And so this is kind of a, a misunderstanding of the Vamishara, where sex is part of those five M's. And the understanding of Tantra that most people are familiar with is actually something called Neo-Tantra, which emphasizes spiritual and divine connection through sex. And so there's been a lot of criticism of Neo-Tantra, considering it to be you know cultural appropriation. And we see kind of similar reductive and colonized forms of Hindu and Buddhist spiritual practice in like the Kama Sutra, um, which mm-hmm. is more, it gives way more information than just being an ancient sex guide or mm-hmm. yoga, which is more than just a way to stay fit and flexible. There's a lot of divine spiritual practice through each of these that gets kind of ignored in order for the um, more tantalizing information. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, so although we're going to discuss Two spiritual, excuse me, two sexual practices that are derived from Neo Tantra. We -hmm. do want to emphasize that it's so much more than just sex. And if you're interested in Tantra, you should read other texts or the original texts that are related to this so you have a fuller understanding of what the practice is supposed to be about. Right. I agree. I mean, when I think (laughs) about it, I mean, when I think about it, when I, you know, work with clients i don't really i don't say tantric massage i do say erotic massage um just because there's so many layers like you said to that i'm just teaching you something that makes you reconnect with yourself with your Mm -hmm. partner with the body without penetration without the everyday norm to try to get to a different level of intimacy with yourself with your partner that is, it almost reminds me, to be honest, when people think talk about tantric massage or erotic massage, it always reminds me of the cones heads because, you know, they had those halos on and they were just doing energy work and it was next level for them. Right. And so like when I'm teaching someone for what I call erotic massage, that's what they're getting. That's the experience that they see. They're sweating. Their body is awakened and they didn't know it could be awake this way. And it's just wonderful to experience. I think that's awesome. And it leads into my next question. So what is the importance of massage in terms of trying to connect with your partner, or even connect with yourself? So a lot of times, you know, we're just looking at the surface, right? So when I'm doing massage on a client, I massage with my eyes closed completely. Mm. It's I've studied the body enough that I don't need to open my eyes to really see what's happening. And I get a better connection with the body to know what's happening. I just feel it underneath my hands. We're just working. It's a motion that you're just going with the body and how it's flowing underneath your palms and underneath your fingertips. 
and the experience is just flowing through. The only time you will see me really open my eyes is maybe to get more oil or cream, whatever I'm using, or to ask mm-hmm. the person to turn over to the opposite side. Other than that, it's a complete hand and body transaction. I'm not looking around. There's no distraction. It's just me and the body. And mm-hmm. it's just so wonderful. And if you have good energy, that energy is exchanged because with anything, you're getting energy exchange. So you have to right. go into these things open to the experience because if you go locked on, you'll feel that as the practitioner and the person will feel that as the client. Mm-hmm. And it just, it doesn't leave a good sense to the body, the person giving or receiving. Because I massaged right. someone and the energy was off and it just stayed on me and it was... Oh, I had to do a whole thing to get it, you know, to get it off of me. But when somebody's energy is so wonderful, the exchange is so effortless. You feel lighter. They feel lighter. They feel like they have now come outside their body almost and just felt so grounded after the experience. Mm-hmm. So to do that, to show that to a partner for them to do with each other. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. And I think people might be a little bit intimidated to try erotic massage yeah, or tantric massage. Course. But I think even if you just do simple forms of touch mm-hmm. and just experience that sensuality of feeling each other's skin, it doesn't even have to be necessarily concentrated in the genitals. That right. still can really heighten that energy exchange and and build that intimacy that you were talking about. Well, I really don't, you know, I recommend people do a couple sessions. So in the beginning, we won't even touch genitals. There will be none of that. You'll do arms, full arm things. You'll do legs, not even inners in the beginnings, outer legs, you know, just different parts that are not genital based around the neck area because some people have neck sensitivity, you know, you know, on a personal level for me, I had neck sensitivity. I had not known that many years ago, someone assaulted me. And when I was unconscious, they choked me. And I learned this through massage. I was getting massage and it came through. And once I received what was happening, I was able to let that go. And so people have those kind of traumas. Mm -hmm. So we can't just go straight to the general because we don't know if the body is holding trauma in. So really any kind of massage in that sense will help you if you are open to receiving those messages. You're like, wow, I didn't even know the body was holding this. I thought I had, maybe you thought you let something go and the body was still holding on to it. Doing mm-hmm. something like that, that is just learning someone's body, kind of feeling what's happening can really set another tone to what's happening with you. And it's really just, it's just amazing. It, I Everyone should experience that sometime in their life. Just, mm-hmm. <laughs> they just should. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's that's really interesting. Um, and that came up um, with the yoni massage. I think a lot of vulva owners will go to someone who can help them with y- uh, yoni massage to recover from sexual trauma and to relearn touch in that area um, mm-hmm. in order to disassociate it from the assault um, right. that has occurred. So yeah, I mean, massage can be a very healing form of, mm. of physical therapy. Absolutely. 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 Okay. If you're open to it, Oh, it can, it can really change your experience. It can, you know, 
if you've been with your partner for a long time and you guys just do basic, oh, I don't want you to do this and this and this, and, and you just doing massage where I'm just exploring your legs maybe and maybe just arms or, you know, just your stomach even. Mm-hmm. No intent, but just to know your body. Once you feel, and I, I don't really feel you use the word relax, because sometimes people, when you say relax, people tense up, to have a sense of let go. Mm. Okay. When you get that feeling of let go, the whole body just succumbs to it. They're like, okay, this is okay. Even you That's saying that, I just face. felt my whole body kind of decompress because yeah, I, I feel say that it's like, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, like I'm, I'm definitely on the spectrum of people being like saying relax and that my body is just like contrarian, just wants mm-hmm. to tense yeah. up. Um, and yeah, so when you said let it go, there was a lot of tension that just left my body immediately. Yeah. yeah. So when I'm when I have a client, I don't use that word. I say, you know, let me have it. I'm here. Mm-hmm. You know, other words, not because <laughs> I know what that feels like. People say it to me. I'm like, could you not do that? <laughs> what do you mean? What am I not relaxing about? So it's it just I am relaxed. <laughs> right <done> now, I'm <laughs> not. Like, why are you saying it? Like, what's happening? <laughs> and so just to say, let go. It's way more calming. It's I feel like the term relaxed can can sometimes be used in a judgmental way. Mm, and yes. and of course, like when you're getting massage, like obviously that is not the intent of the person giving the massage when they're saying right. you need to relax. But like someone will say that to you when you're angry or you have like heightened mm-hmm. emotions and that's the last thing you want to do. Yes. And it's like patronizing almost when someone's like you need to calm down you need to relax and it's like no i can be angry about this problem um and so yeah when someone instructs that to you it's Mm -hmm. like well i you know you can't always follow that but let it go it's it's taking away that judgment it's releasing Mm -hmm. all of that tension so as a practitioner how do you protect yourself from absorbing someone's negative energy like you're helping them let go of this tension but how do you prevent it from getting into you so i do a sweep of the body um when i'm done um and i i dust the energy off for me so when a session is closed um i always thank the body um and i'll just sweep the whole entire body down and release anything from my fingertips all the way down i'll do that two passes and i will just literally just have my hands hovering over the body and if we're balanced, I'll just say, okay, we're done. If I need to maybe sweep again, then I'll do that. But usually by that time, if it even gets that far, because like I said, I've only honestly, and, and I'm very thankful that I've only really experienced um, a bad energy transfer maybe twice. And it usually doesn't even get to a full session because it's just too much. And I get tense. I can't even really move at that point. So usually the session would have to get cut short anyway for me because it's, mm-hmm. it's just not cohesive to what's happening in my space. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I think, well, thank you so much for sharing your personal experiences and, and talking about how like massage has 
affected you and has helped you heal, I think that's really important to hear kind of firsthand from someone who has been through that before. Um, and so, yeah, I, I just really excited to dive deeper into this and learn more <laughs> about the work that you're doing. Cause I, I'd always know, like, you know, you told me early on that you had done massage, but I don't, we never really talked about it in this detail. So it's really fascinating to learn from you about it. Yeah. It's <sighs> when you with a right client, it's, it just sets the whole entire situation completely off. It's so wonderful to know that what I'm doing just with my body, my muscles can soothe your muscles in your body. Yeah. You're providing an incredible service. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So let's get into a couple of different kinds of tantric or erotic massage. Mm -hmm. And again, we're putting all the links in the show notes so you can read the full articles. Um, so we'll start with lingam massage and lingam massage, as described in an article article by Salm Isadora, is a form of tantric massage that is focused on the penis. It can also include the testicles, perineum, which is the area between the anus and the scrotum, and the prostate. Mm -hmm. lingam, lingam is Sanskrit for wand of light, and performing lingam massage creates a conscious exchange of energy involving the wand of light and giving and receiving pleasure. Lingam massage is about honoring and respecting the penis and is a way for penis owners to achieve multiple orgasms. So, yeah. Lulu, I'm sure you've experienced this where, where penis owners have said, well, I can't have multiple orgasms. That's only something that vulva owners can do. Um, yeah. And that's not that's not true. Penis owners can have multiple orgasms. Very much so. Yeah, that's... Yeah, because, it you know, it goes back to, again, not being open to the experience. You know, it's mm -hmm. all about... Well, how do you want me to do that? You think you're going to touch my butt? I'm like, I can do it without touching your butt. <laughs> if you want fun, <laughs> you might have more than one multiple, but we'll work up to that. Yeah. You'll get released from it. It's fine. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, I talk about that as far as, you know, like a stamina training also you can get that from. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, because I think... Penis don't really get a lot of attention. You know, it's there, they get attention, but it's not as presented as a vulva is, as a clitoris is, you know. Mm -hmm. So to be able to really show honor and show gratitude to the penis, right? You're just really just giving it a nice massage, really taking time, no intent behind it, no end game as it were okay i'm just gonna do this so we can just get it over with like really take time you yeah pain on the opposite side look at the balls and how you would just hold them and maybe even have a pulsation and run your fingers slowly against it's just it can be very very moving <laughs> Absolutely. And we have a whole episode about masturbating penises or something yeah. about, we have a whole episode about the penis and we have a whole episode about the vulva where we go through, yes. I can't remember because <laughs> we did it a while ago, but I think it was, you know, involved masturbation and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but we go through the anatomy of the vulva and the penis. And so really taking a t the time to appreciate each part mm -hmm. and doing pleasure mapping 
for yeah. each part of that anatomy um, is really crucial. And going back to what you said, where it's like the penis is thought of as being like just this like thing that you have to just use like very fast. Right. Um, well, yeah, yeah. And I think part of it is like it's you know it's an external organ, so you can you know, it, and it's always considered like oh, it's so easier for guys for penis owners to get off because you know everything is exposed but <laughs> because because that's the the idea of you know because that's how we conceptualize the penis and penis pleasure we don't take the time to fully know the full anatomy to fully know each how each part of the penis contributes to the pleasure yes. of the overall experience and that's you know what erotic and centric massage true. allow you to tap into so yeah what you said was you know exactly right so uh some suggest starting with relaxation and deep breathing for both you and your partner sharing breath exchange is pretty crucial in um, all of these forms of meditation and massage um, lubrication mm -hmm. of the penis and the surrounding area is also crucial you need lube always at least once an episode, we always have to say it. I mean, yes. maybe in a little bit, Lulu, you can talk about some product recommendations <laughs> specific for a massage. Um, so we'll get there in just a second. And the again, lingam massage includes more than just the penis. So you want to make sure that that whole area is lubricated. Mm -hmm. So she suggests starting to tease your partner and easing them into your touch. In the ohm massage, which again was clitoral massage, they do something called a grounding practice where you kind of lightly squeeze or grip the thighs of the person before getting started just so they are aware of your touch. So that might be something you can incorporate into lingam mm -hmm. massage or yoni massage. Um, and then once the penis is fully, is fully aroused, you can start stroking. So she also emphasizes varying grip, sp grip strength, speed, starting from slow to fast and then back again, varying the action between one hand or two hands. So for example, moving, um, oh, sorry, uh, varying the action between one hand and two hands and incorporating a twist as part of that hand motion. So for example, moving the bottom hand up and down the shaft while the top hand does a swirling or twisting action at the tip of the penis. Do you have other suggestions for how to move your hands <laughs> i was like how to move hands on the penis i guess give <laughs> i don't know why that was so difficult for me to say <laughs> i mean you know they have the over and underhand motions you mm. know the, that twist is amazing um but some people don't you know you can twist down but also twist up that's different you know right. people who are uncircumcised that you know it's a different sensation so think about that when you're massaging you can do a twist and jiggle like you know you could be twisting the penis and jiggling one ball and it's kind of like a different sensation like what is happening the brain is like whoa like mm -hmm. this and this and what's happening and trying to figure it out <laughs> you know um so many things you can kind of do, but you know, always remember to check in with your with your partner. Absolutely, um, that's key. 
you know, contemplate, is this good? Is this, is this pace good? Is this pressure good? Is it too much? You know, you don't want to be squeezing the life out of no one's balls. You know, that can be dangerous. And we don't want to see you on an episode of Sex, Seven to the Year. I will watch it, but I don't want to see one. <laughs> if you do wind up on there, I don't want you mentioning our podcast as the reason you got there. Okay. okay? But, you know, so many different variations that you can try out. Maybe use your non-dominant hand. I always say, well, you know, got to be very ambidextrous and use your non-dominant hand. Like, oh, that's different. That's a new person. And <laughs> and you're right. Think about the breath. When you see them, you know, their body's moving in different directions. You know, you're on the right track. Mm-hmm. There you stop. You may like pull back a little bit as you're stroking and then maybe you lighten the touch. And again, you say you go back and go a little stronger and, and kind of, you know, move back and forth with that. And the person goes up and down. You kind of see it in their body. Like, okay. Oh, okay. Here we are. It looks like this wave's happening. And they're like, wow, what is going on here? <laughs> and, and I feel like there's something really special in seeing this. Is, this probably will sound silly, but seeing the penis or the vulva go through like the full stages of arousal mm-hmm. like seeing and awesome. seeing how you can manipulate that and be yeah. a part of that experience i think is actually really i don't know i guess is like kind of special between you and your partner Absolutely. especially because you know we have a lot of exposure to porn and we typically just see the body at the full state of arousal i i think right. i've seen it oh, only no. Yeah, I've only seen it like a handful of times of just of seeing like that full experience, and I'm like, I like watching that a little bit more. Just you, gotta, it, you gotta watch, you gotta watch more homemade. I watch some homemade ones. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Get get on that amateur content. Support your amateur content creators. Yeah, actually, that's a, that's a good point. You're yeah. right. It is. You know, like you said, uh, going into the inner thighs and seeing how that movement goes as you you know use one hand and. And then alternate and move that hand. And now you're on one ball and one thigh. And and, and so they're like, are you an octopus? How many arms do you have that's happening? Well, it's just the two. And maybe it's just one. And I'm just, you know. And so it can be such an amazing experience. And like we talked about, you can use some warming lube for that maybe. Mm-hmm. Or some cooling lube for that. And now you can have an amazing different sensation. Because they're like, wow, okay. And that's warm and who that's cool and that feels nice and and so it's just all of these different levels of things that will just send that penis on us to another spectrum you're like wow that was intense that was next level next I, level i have to say in doing this research i have never been sadder to be unpartnered because i'm like i want to try all these techniques on someone and i don't have anything well, do my, that to a dildo. My partner's and mommy's talking about him, but we have experienced all that, and he's very happy with all of them. Um, <laughs> it helps you build your stamina to see how far you can shoot that load, and that's amazing. Like, oh, I have to watch out for that. And so, um, <laughs> just, the, just the build up and the, you know, to know that what it is your magic hands can do. You're just like, yeah, that was me. Gold star. <laughs> oh, that sounds amazing. One day, one day I'll get to do that. Yes. Um. So speaking of 
edging. So some suggest keeping your partner at the edge of orgasm. So getting them to the point of almost climaxing and then slowing down and pulling back from what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, you can incorporate the sacred spot, which is the prostate, and you can stimulate the prostate both internally and externally. So we're going to talk a lot about this in August for anal August. Very exciting. So for externally stimulating the prostate, look for a walnut or pea-sized indentation along the perineum, again, that area between the testicles and the anus, and then push in gently and massage in a circular motion. Mm -hmm. So your partner can guide you to the right area. They can direct you in terms of how much pressure they want. But you know, external stimulation for anyone who, who hasn't necessarily engaged in anal play before, this is a nice way to ease into that. And then if you're with someone who's a bit more experienced or is a bit more open to anal play, you can try for internal stimulation by using a finger or a toy that has that hook or come hither motion and that can stimulate the prostate, which is about two to three inches inside from the anus. Yeah. Um, so, Lulu, do you have any more tips for prostate play? Use silicone lube. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. Again, we've, we've got that whole three-part series on lube. Silicone lube is in one of those parts. Mm -hmm. It's really important to use the right kind of lube for the different forms of touch and penetration and things that you want to experience. Yeah, so, so you know, consent and um, be gentle. Yes, and yes. take your time because if it's someone's first time, even if it's not their first time, that part doesn't stay stretched, you know. So every time right. is like the first time. And so be cognizant of that. And one important thing I really, really want to stress, whatever you're doing, but for some reason, especially if you're doing anal play, especially with a penis owner, that is an intimate moment between you and that person. And it should stay that way. Right. With, with any of these practices, <laughs> I mean, if you have consent of your partner to talk about it, that's one thing, but, mm, no. you know, people, <laughs> people, people can be finicky about talking about anal play, um, so respect their boundaries with that. It's not something that they always want to have advertised. Again, there's no shame in anal play. It's not dirty or weird or... Right. But some in any way, but some people want to keep that private, and that's fine. That's yeah. that's doing that person's time, you know, and and they wanted to keep special and to keep that level of heightened excitement. So exactly, exactly. Stay there. Um, and then to end that massage, you can allow your partner to climax, or you can move on to other forms of sex. But if you're using some type of warming and cooling lube, you might want to wash that off. First <laughs> because warming and cooling lube for internal play is, is not really recommended so much. That can, that can go not great very quickly. Mm. Mm. Yes. Friction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's move on to Yoni Massage. And Yoni Massage is very similar spiritually to 
linga massage. Yoni is uh, Sanskrit for sacred space, and like linga massage, it can be beneficial for vulva owners who want to achieve multiple orgasms. It can be helpful for vulva owners who have never had an orgasm. Mm. And like we said before, it can be helpful for vulva owners who have experienced sexual trauma. Yoni massage is about respecting, worshipping, and healing the vulva. Yoni massage does not always have to be about orgasm. It's to help you find all the forms of pleasure for your vulva, vagina, and clitoris that you can experience. So, would you agree with that, Lulu? Yeah. You know, how the clitoris <laughs> gets all that attention, you know. Um, but sometimes they don't they don't give it the right attention. You know, they hear the people about the DJing and you didn't use lube and you, you kind it's of... not a turntable, everyone. It's not mm-hmm. a turntable. Mm-hmm. Even people who use turntable got what they had a little bit. You'd be seeing them, you know, like... But, um... Some people don't wait till it's fully warm, you know? Like you said, the build-up. Yes. It's like, you know, it's there, and then it's getting bigger, and then it gets... You know, it it's a process that's happening. Let it yeah. fully bloom. Let it and, fully bloom. <laughs> and I don't think people realize that the penis and the clitoris are the same kind of tissue. So the penis goes from a state of flaccid to erect. The, yes. the clitoris does the exact same thing. It's harder to see because it's smaller and doesn't protrude right. as much. But it does work in a very similar fashion. So you do need to warm it up. You can't go from zero to 60. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You need to build towards that. Yes, preach about that. Yes. Because <laughs> I've just gotten so many stories. I'm like, oh, I'm just so sad for you and your clitoris because you sound like you're abusing this thing. And I don't want abuse for your clitoris. Like, you know. Take time if you really want, like, if you really want to give a good show, take your time. Mm-hmm. We will enjoy this ride. It's like when you go up in that roller coaster and you see it's in that incline and it goes over before it runs down. Let's do that. Let's go way up. Let's go to a high one. Let's go way up and take your time before we just plummet down. Because the right. plummet is going to be amazing. Right. We want to build up to that. We want to get yeah. that build up. Right. And, and again, you know, because this is an education podcast and you know, you may not be exposed to these full processes, like you're just seeing something in porn. There is buildup in porn. Mm-hmm. It just may not be on camera, right? Yes, so absolutely. a lot of times they're showing you <laughs> the highlights of like the most hardest part or aggressive part yeah. of that experience, which certainly can be enjoyable, but they didn't just start that way. There was buildup in advance to that where mm-hmm. everyone feels warmed up they're at their most heightened state of arousal using lube like all of that stuff is incorporated there's prep work before going to all those like super duper before the porn magic before the porn magic (laughs) before the porn magic exactly okay so uh psalm recommends engaging in a couple of different ways to um stimulate the clitoris and the vulva and again We encourage you to read the full articles before doing this so you have all that information. You can start by circling the clitoris with small circles that grow into larger circles and then varying the pressure. Mm -hmm. You can engage in something like pushing and pulling where you slide a finger down both sides of the shaft of the clitoris. You can tug at the clitoris 
and gently pull the clit or the vulva lips away from the body and roll the clitoris between your thumb and forefinger. Again, this is very gentle forms of touch and talk to your partner about this. I'm sorry, Lulu, did you have a... Before you even go further, please have a manicured hand. Oh God, yes. That goes for really both genitals, but I know especially for our clit owners, please... If you want to be touching, have a manicured hand. Mm-hmm. Don't have no no um, hangnail that's you know giving the clitoris a um, a paper cut because it can get very fine little cuts and it don't feel nice. Okay, they burn. <laughs> They're not pleasant. Yes. Yes. Okay? Keep. Yes. Keep your hands and your nails groomed. Yes, please. Please look for dirt. Don't, mm-mm. don't do any of that. Don't do right. that. Keeping your hands soft—that's a tip for everyone. Like that's not. You can have soft hand, but then you got dirt underneath. Less, less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Keep yeah nice. Yes. No, keep keep your hands clean. Keep them soft. <laughs> Be gentle. Be gentle. Mm-hmm, okay. mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but that, yes, the manicured nails is really important. You can tap the clitoris with various rhythms and varied pressure. Mm -hmm. And then you can engage in G-spot stimulation using your fingers or a toy. So when you're looking for the G-spot, try to feel for the raised ridges, which is an area located about one to two inches behind the external part of the clitoris. But remember, the clitoris is like an iceberg, so you're only seeing that little nub. Um, But the clitoris uh, glands surround the full lips of the penis in uh, oh my god full lips of the vulva i'm getting all my anatomy mixed up full lips of the vulva internally mm-hmm. so when you're stimulating what is what's called the g spot you're really stimulating the internal part of the clitoris and you can stimulate the external part of the clitoris simultaneously while you're mm-hmm. Um, stimulating the g-spot and you can also put some pressure on the pubic bone which Mm. will help get all of those parts touching and rubbing in the right ways right they gotta have a lot of good hand work yes yes good hand work spirit fingers (laughs) (laughs) or if you know if you have dexterity issues or your hands just tired there are toys that have that little hook that can help um stimulate that area <laughs> oh man spirit fingers okay well i'm gonna be watching bring it on in a whole new way um, okay <laughs> and lastly we have ohm massage or orgasmic meditation massage mm-hmm. and there's a video that i've linked here it's it's non-pornographic you can find it on youtube um you don't see anything It's still probably not safe for work, but it is not pornography. So I'm going to summarize Ohm based on this video. And it's um, the video was created by One Taste. So like with everything else, we encourage you to watch the full thing before getting into this practice. Ohm is a 15-minute massage practice that is exclusively focused on the clitoris. First, partners will build a nest, which is comprised of a blanket, pillows to rest on, and a towel. Um, you know, you rest your head on the pillow, 
and the receiver has a pillow so they can sit more comfortably. And I think there's a pillow under the hips. I can't. Yeah. yeah. The receiver then lies down with their legs in a butterfly position. So that's spread open while the giver, that's the person giving the clitoral massage, sits on their right side to face them. And that's when the process starts. So the video explains the full positioning. It's a little bit hard to describe in words, but like the legs are interlocked. And basically the positioning allows for the giver and the receiver to be looking at each other and connecting through eye contact, through voice, and they're able to talk to each other while this is happening. Mm -hmm. So the giver is fully clothed and the receiver is clothed, clothed from the waist up. The giver provides grounding touches or gentle squeezes along the receiver's thighs, and the giver then wears a glove and spreads lube from the base of the vaginal opening up towards the clitoris. Then the giver gently pulls back the clitoral hood and concentrates on stroking the upper left quadrant of the clitoris. As the giver prepares the receiver for touch, they start to explain how the receiver's clitoris looks, the color, the shape, etc. And in the video, they talk about how um, this is a really intimate moment between the partners because how often do you ever hear of someone really describing your genitals to you mm-hmm. outside of like a medical context? <laughs> and in that situation, you're just like, I hope nothing looks weird. So it's it's different than a partner really explaining the beauty of mm-hmm. your body um so that when when they were talking about that i was i was blushing i was like <laughs> oh that sounds really delightful <laughs> so the giver checks in with the receiver each step of the way and describes the sensation they are feeling while performing ohm so in the video the person the giver um, was talking about how he felt like his whole arm felt like electric, like he felt electricity stemming mm-hmm. from his finger all the way through his arm and radiating through him. And likewise, the receiver was explaining something similar happening to them. Mm-hmm. After the 15 minutes are up, the receiver provides a grounding touch on the thighs again, and then the partners talk about what they've experienced. So, Om meditation, I'm not sure if it's derived from tantric practice, um, but it certainly is part of erotic massage in in general, um, and it does have some crossover with tantric practice, like meditation, the breathing, you know, connection to divinity, that that stuff. Yeah, that's very intense. I have seen a video on that. It's very, very intense. It's, you have to really... Have trust in your partner. Yes, for sure. And you have to really be open to that kind of vulnerability. Yeah. And um, level of intimacy. Yeah. Because it's a very vulnerable time. It's a very vulnerable time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's the sense I got from the video as well. Um, just in the positioning of the, the mm-hmm. receiver, you're, you're kind of splayed open. Um, but I also kind of, th- I thought it was interesting that uh, only the lower half of the body is unclothed. So you don't want to feel like it's a distraction. You're kind of like on yeah. display if you were 
Um, it's just one focus. And so we don't want to get your distraction on because then I can't look at you. I'm looking at these other things. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it also, it helps because you're in such a vulnerable position, it helps kind of create more of a boundary as well. Mm-hmm. And um, a little bit of warmth. because you're Yeah. Warm. <laughs> just, that's right. Yeah. It could get a little cold out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you get a little warm, get a little blanket for the top part. Like, okay, we're good now. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so you can kind of stay in a receiving space. Yes. Yes. I, I think that's, that's exactly why that's done. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those are three ways that you can engage in erotic or tantric practice for your massage. So Lulu, do you have any final thoughts before we wrap up today? Make sure your nails are nice and short and manicured or that they're not short, make sure that, you know, kept nice and tidy. Um, check-in is important. Check-in is always important. It's always, yes. always important. Um, yeah. And lube is always, always important. <laughs> um, try not to use the word relax <laughs> because it's kind of, you know, condescending and people don't like it. Um, and if you're going to engage in any of these practices, you know, really want to do it for a different want to be that vulnerable with them and understand that it may take some time and that it, you may have to go in steps to do it, but once fully received, it's going to be wonderful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, these exercises are all about building trust through vulnerability. There is that exchange of energy. There's an exchange of power between um, the individuals there. And so checking in is important. Being respectful of each other's boundaries is important. Communication is important, like Lulu has been saying. And enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. These are orgasm is not the focus of right. any of these practices. It's all about just embracing the pleasure. If orgasm comes through, great. <laughs> if it if it doesn't happen, it certainly would still likely be very enjoyable. And you're just you're helping yourself learn your body. You're helping your partner learn your body. Um, and so it takes the pressure off of, I have to finish now. I have to finish now. It, it doesn't mm-hmm. really have to be like that. And happy hand job day on July yes. 21st. Get those hands to work. Make sure you use Luke. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that article that uh, we mentioned by Salm Isadora has a whole bunch of different techniques for your hand job practices so definitely check them out all right everyone so that's all for this episode of mindful sex ed thank you so much for joining us if you have a question that you'd like us to answer please email us at podcast at tickle.life or reach out to us on social media we are mindful sex ed pod on twitter and mindful sex ed podcast on instagram if you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening. Reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify are particularly helpful in getting us out there. Sharing is caring, and it's free. Yes, it is. So please send this episode or any of our other episodes to a friend or anyone you think would be interested in learning about us. And lastly, check out all of the podcasts on the Tickle.Life network and visit Tickle.Life for all of your mindful sex ed needs. Goodbye, everyone, and we will see you next week. Next time. See ya. Bye.